everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me is a frequent guest. Uh, you know, coming up in March, I'm doing Friendship Month. I am doing episodes where people that have bonded over Bruce Springsteen's music are joining me, and uh, Ian Braceby and I could qualify for those episodes. Ian, welcome to the show. Hi, Jesse. Great to be back and great to see you again. And, uh, great to be on the podcast again, of course. Yes, every once in a while. You know, I want, I, I, I was, I'm suggesting, um, I think that Terry and Stephen and you and I and a couple other people could all do a round table that because of this podcast, we've kind of gotten this network of people through Terry Smith's music talks and you know, we, we, we kind of developed this, you know, um, band of brothers. Not that we don't want any uh, female siblings, but it just worked out to all us guys. And I think that's one of the yeah. sweet things about this podcast. Oh, I totally agree. And I think uh, it's you've got this band of brothers and these group of friends. Um, I don't think any of whom have ever met in real life. No. Um, knowingly mm -hmm. uh, i know that me and terry have been at some springsteen concerts the same right over the years but yeah we've not met in person so improperly so yeah it is one of those fantastic things about this community that we're part of that it's very precious yes and hopefully in 2022 crosses fingers mm -hmm. that uh if uh vaccines work and we get through this that um, Bruce wants the tour again, and hopefully that um, we will do some connections. Some people that were long distance, we will meet and and break bread together and exchange hugs, and it'll it will be wonderful. Yeah, that would be great. And hopefully the East Street Band, all being over a certain age, they'll be pretty high up the list for getting their vaccines as well. <laughs> yes, uh, was I, I think a couple of people said okay. Uh, Bruce and the band can have my spot, right? Like, <laughs> we need them, so absolutely. <laughs> so how uh, how is the, you know, how is winter treating you guys? I know in the past we talked about you're doing okay, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, things are still, you know, ticking along. Um, I've been doing a, a few different kinds of things. We're going to chat about that shortly, but... Yeah, you know, we're back in what, what's called a national lockdown here. Um, it's not as strict as the first lockdown that we had in the spring last year. So the, the basic advice is that you're supposed to stay home unless you have one of a certain number of legitimate reasons. So if you're doing a work kind of work that you can't do at home, um, then you can go out. You can go out to buy essential products. But otherwise, you know... The shops are closed. The schools are closed right now. Um, and, and so, you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of efforts, I guess, to get on top of this second wave of the, of the virus, which hopefully will start to work. Although our case numbers, the health service here is under massive pressure. And, uh, you know, so we just keep our fingers crossed that people are going to stick to it because... You know, the government can introduce as many measures as it wants. Ultimately, it comes down to the, the people in the community to, to stick to it. And, you know, every time you read about police breaking up 200 people, parties and 
it just makes you so infuriated the fact that you you and everyone you know has been trying so hard it's it can be really frustrating but we see a light at the end of the tunnel i think with yeah the we have had multiple agents on my team get covid and we've been able to track none of them have gotten it at the office all of it is just people mm-hmm. going through you know we are we have strict protocols they take our temperature every morning when we walk in. We answer the, you know, four simple questions. We now think, I'm all knows. You know, have you been exposed to anyone with COVID? Have you, you know, have you had a fever in the last 24 hours? Do you have an unusual cough or, uh, you know, um, difficulty breathing? And, you know, are you feeling okay? And, <clears throat> but, you know, some of our um, coworkers have, you know, gone to New Year's Eve parties and it's just gone, you know, yeah. just out and, um, you know, and I, I'm not criticizing. I, you know, Linda and I and Chris have gone out to dinner. Uh, we've been lucky enough. There's yeah. restaurants open and, you know, we bear our masks going into and the restaurants we go to uh, are trying to do as much social distancing as possible. So I get that you can't spend forever down. Uh, I don't know if President Biden's going to do another you know, 30, 60 day lockdown. I know he's asked everyone for the next 100 days to wear a mask. Uh, there are going to be people that argue against that because, um, you know, yeah. because our previous president made it a political statement instead of just a simple health thing. Uh, so I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so yeah. you're joining me today to kind of in a little different way. Um, you know, we've always talked about when you've gone here, you know, one of your gigs is being a tour guide. And with on lockdown, it's kind of hard to do tours. <laughs> so you've yeah. been creative. So talk to me. First off, tell me, how did you start becoming a tour guide? Well, well that's quite a, a long story in a way, because it was something I always loved. I always loved travel. And okay. When I was younger, I I used to love doing guided tours of places because it just was a great way to find out a bit about something rather than just looking at a place and not really knowing what you're seeing. Uh, and so I, start, I first worked as a guide when I left university. I, I did um, three years working all around Europe, taking uh, British, US, Australian, English-speaking tours um, around various parts of Europe. And then, you know, that's not a lifestyle when you want to settle down. Because I was literally living out of a suitcase for six months a year, staying in hotels. And uh, so, you know, it wasn't a long-term option. And But it was the actual work I always loved. And I eventually got the chance years later to train to be a, a tour guide here in the UK. So to do day tours or you know maybe a, a few days but to do that kind of thing so I qualified as that for my region where I live and uh, so yeah I've been doing it now for about a dozen years and uh, yeah as you say um, the lockdown has not been good for tourism and uh, it's not been good for many industries and um, so yeah I mean last year the whole season and the summer season in terms of our guiding just didn't happen it was just a complete 
you know, none of the tours that I was planning to do um, local and traveling around the country, they just didn't happen. So, um, yeah, and I think then you start off and you think, okay, you kind of accept it gradually, but then you start to think, well, you know, I do actually love doing this. So that was my question I was going to ask, and I didn't want to put words in your mouth, and I'm glad you said that. In addition to the financial compensation, I, this is something you love, so you just miss that. Like like Jason Isbell in an interview was saying that financially he and Amanda, his wife, were doing okay, but he missed playing. He missed the sound of the crowd. He missed the joy and the energy he get from playing live. I know Bruce talks about that, right? So I, I – I think that's got to be you too, just as well as missing the economical part of it, that social part, that ability to share knowledge and see people learning and exciting and asking questions, right? You've got to miss that. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't put it on the same level as a, a musician, but, you know, in a way, there's a performance. You're going out there and people are hopefully getting something out of what you're doing. They're learning something, they're getting some entertainment, and you get that feedback from them. You know, you you can see um, on the faces and from what people tell you that you've done something that's really sort of benefited them. And, you know, you get to work a lot of the time with people who are on, on a vacation, they're traveling. So you're working with people at their best in a way because they're relaxed and you're just helping them to have a better time. So, yeah, you miss it, particularly because the other work I do, my translation work, is so solitary. It's literally sitting at home in front of a screen typing. Yeah. And so, you know, I, contact. I can, yeah, exactly. Because, like, I can tell you, we went, um, you know, we had gone to Austin multiple times. and um, And Linda got the idea, you know let's do a tour. And so we did a, um, a tour of Austin and, um, they were all, and it was this group that were all, um, part-time either comedians or musicians. And so they were, so they were performers and they, you know, we had a little van and we drove around Austin and he told a lot about, you know, the, the history of the city and things to do, and it was so much fun. Uh, so, yeah, I recommend that. So, um, in the spirit of, instead of cursing the darkness, lighting a candle, you and your company has decided to try to uh, meet this in a virtual way, correct? Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of guys started to do stuff online, and I kind of thought, well... Because I do have the other work as well, right. so I'm not totally relying on it financially. I thought, you know, it's a, it's a poor imitation. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what we've seen with some musicians as well and some music fans. Some yeah. people have done the whole streaming from their bedroom to their fans, and some of the artists like that, some of the fans like it, and some don't. And I kind of, first of all, took the view... It's kind of a poor imitation of what you'd normally do. Sure. But then I got to looking at a couple of them myself, and, you know, we were looking for things to do. So we 
signed up to do some virtual tours of various places and it kind of lit the spark in me again okay if you like and i thought you know what that's what i should be doing so so i decided yeah how best can i do this and i've come across kind of this two ways that i've come across to do it and we just started doing them we we did the first i did the first tour a few days ago and um so you know we've been doing the first kind of tours are short live stream tours now this was ideally what i wanted to do okay but it's so hard to do independently because you need the technical setup to make sure to stream something live as you're walking around a city on a remote connection yes and then you've got to make sure the the camera and the videos okay and the sound and and all this kind of thing so i pretty much looked into that and wrote it off as a a non-starter but then i discovered a platform um where people do that and mm-hmm. they provide the infrastructure oh nice and they recruit guides in all kinds of cities around the world who are wanting to do this work and so people from their platform can sign up for the tours and go do them and so you do a kind of an audition with them and uh, if they like what you do you can get onto the platform and deliver the tours so i've started doing them and, and that's such a great fun it's very challenging but it's it's very uh, yeah it's very enjoyable to get back out there doing it and yeah. to be looking at things in a different way Yeah um and I want to hear some more details but it was interesting um you know one of my I'm a big uh Penn and Teller fan the Magic Act and I listen to Penn's uh podcast and uh Mike Don um, um uh, Matt Donley who is one of his co-hosts um does a behind the scenes podcast on Fool Us the show that started in the UK is now back here in the US where magicians come and try to fool Penn and Teller. Um, and they just did a season that was all uh, with COVID protocols. And they said that some of them were, you know, by video, um, but some of them did come to Vegas, perform with no audience. And so they said it's very awkward because especially if you're more of a comedic act, you know, you are, you, you know, your pants, your patter, where this should normally get a laugh, this should get a reaction. So your timing is built so that you have that in there. And all of a sudden with no audience, it's like, nope. So <laughs> I, I, you're smiling and shaking your head. So you want to expand on that a little bit to me? Well, it's exactly the same thing. You know, I've been doing a lot of these tours for a number of years in real life, and you do, you know that there's a certain little line that you know people like, and it gets a little laugh. But you start trying to do that through a video stream, and you just kind of don't know. You don't know if everyone's sitting there stony-faced or whatever. But one of the good things about the platform I'm working on is that they have a comments. Okay. A comments stream. So people can interact, they can ask questions, and you do, it is a very different discipline because you're, you're walking around filming, 
doing your commentary, but you're also looking at the screen, tracking the comments. So that is a little bit better because people can then kind of put a little uh, laughing emoji or just yes. put something up or a yeah, nice one or, or whatever oh, it is. Very good. And then you think, well, this, this has got some kind yeah, of Yeah, at least something. So talk to me a little bit. What, uh, what tours are you offering, Ian? Well, on that particular platform, I'm doing quite a few of um, around the region. So I'm doing a couple of different ones uh, here in Birmingham, which is where I live. And uh, I'm also doing some of the more what you call like the, the visitor destinations in the area. So Stratford-upon-Avon is our biggest visitor destination because of all the, the Shakespeare links and because it's such a beautiful little town. And um, some of the, the rural areas, the sort of quaint stone cottages in the Cotswolds and uh, I'm doing some stuff in uh, Oxford as well so um, I've got about 10 different tours up there on the platform at the moment um, so uh, yeah and I've got loads a load of more ideas because because they're short that they're, they're 30 to 40 minutes so what you might normally do on a tour with a group would be 90 minutes to two hours so straight away that's kind of three Yes. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. Kind of these, these other tours, and and so yeah, they're a lot of fun. And the, the tours that they have in other places, we've just been on one this afternoon. We've been for a, a little virtual tour around Dublin this afternoon. Oh, that sounds um, fun. So yeah, it's it's a site called Virtual Trips. Okay. It's called, and um, it's uh, you know it's uh, global. The tours are all free, and it's tip supported. Okay, well, that's um, nice, uh, and uh, we're going to include that link in the show notes. Um, Ian's going to email me it to me, and I'll include that. But you and I were exchanging emails, and you were talking about you you want to do something that is musical-based because as much as you love yeah. music and you know, everything, so you started thinking. So talk to me that process, and what did you come up with? Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, because so I've got the live stream tours, but I've the, the way that a lot of guides have been doing their tours in, in COVID times is on Zoom. Okay. So that is essentially a presentation. It's right. still photos um, with a talk. So you're you're it is a virtual tour, but it is kind of an illustrated talk. Uh, and I've put a few of those on, and what I've tried to do with those, they're not about the locations so much as about themes. So I've tried to do topics because one of the great things I love doing is tours about things that I'm passionate about. Right. Um, whether that's literature, music, films, and so on. So, um, yeah, there's a few up there, but the, I thought, yeah, I really want to do a music-related thing. And uh, ideally, I would have done a Beatles tour. Yes. And um, But uh, I'm not allowed to really go all the way up to Liverpool at the moment to... Right take all the necessary background footage for it so yes. uh, you know, um, that's that's something to look at as and when things opens up a bit so I thought well okay let's do a music tour around our area okay uh, it's something I have done before because Birmingham and the surrounding area was essentially where a lot of uh, early heavy metal music grew up oh okay did not aware of that it was known as one of the and heavy metal, it took its name in some ways from the, the heavy metal working industries that, that were the main uh, part of the economy here. So um, I have done these kinds of tours before with 
heavy metal fans who have been over in the UK for festivals and they wanted to see the places. Just like when you're a Bruce fan, you go to the Jersey Shore, you do the, the Jersey Shore tour over there. Um, people wanted to do that with some of the bands in this region. And, and I thought, OK, let's turn that into a Zoom tour and let's bring in as many sort of music related links from the area as we can. And let's put that out there for people to kind of find out a little bit about. So, you know, we're talking about bands like Black Sabbath, who is one of our most famous bands here, obviously one of the biggest metal acts of all time. We're talking about Judas Priest, another massive metal act. Have you or a loved one been wronged um, by pre-made passions for the, the leathers and the biker looks? And biggest of all, um, three certainly three members um, of Led Zeppelin are from this area. Um, so there's a, all of those links coming in there and a lot of other musicians too. So the tour is a combination. We look at the places where these guys grew up and places where they met one another and places where they played some of their early gigs. And then we look a little bit more generally at the music scene in the area. So some of the iconic clubs and venues from over the years and think about some of the famous bands that have played there. A lot of them are now, you know, like everywhere, the same. They're not clubs anymore. They're sure. all kinds of things. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, that's quite fascinating. And so it's it's a mixture of all those things. And what I really just wanted to do was, you know, think, well, OK, this is the area I'm in. This is where I live. Let's put out a little bit of something to do with the music of this area until we can start going and discovering more. And I thought, you know, hopefully people, if they're really into those bands, obviously it's an important thing for them. But even if not, you know, hopefully there's, a little bit of general interest in the the way that the music scene developed and the way that different styles of music genres have developed in a particular area that has a, a broader appeal as well. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's what it's all about, really. Well, you know, that sounds amazing and um, kind of fun. I, I was lucky enough uh, when, back in 2016, when I went up to New York and and saw Bruce at, you know, MetLife Stadium the day after the tour. I went on Stan Goldstein's, you know, tour of, of you know, the Holy Land, Springsteen. It was an all-day tour. It was amazing. And um, so I could see whether you're a casual music fan or a passionate fan, you know, seeing this and hearing this, hearing, um, seeing images, talking about the background would be a lot of fun. So, well done, sir. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, hopefully going to be fun. I mean, um, you know, there's a, a lot of very famous names there that are going to come in and people yeah. will be like, oh, okay. and, uh, you know, there's a few surprises that I'm not going to give away of okay. people that, oh, I didn't know he was from that area. And, yeah. You know, and uh, very famous musicians and so on. So that's, that's what we're looking at. And uh, what I wanted to do, obviously, is... Um, Maybe uh, find one or two Bruce links, but the problem is they don't really fit into the main tour. <laughs> right, yes, yes. So, I know uh, uh, we talked about, right? Yeah, go ahead. Is that, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you want to mention, we, we can, we, let's... Uh, yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about your, 
you're running a special for um, your yeah. set listing Bruce listers. Yes. So what Jesse and myself have been talking about is uh, what can we do to maybe give a little bit extra for Settlers and Bruce listeners if they feel like they might want to support this uh, music tour in the West Midlands. And um, so what I came up with, we do have here in Birmingham a indirect link to the, the heritage of Bruce Springsteen. And uh, I thought what I'd do is make a little special uh, video clip um, at the particular location and talk a little bit more about that and maybe just talk a little bit more about uh, the venues and the times that Bruce has actually been in our city here um, so that uh, that's a little bit extra and that'll be available to Settlerston in Bruce listeners with a, a voucher code and so then um, they, that'll be uh, as, as a private viewing private link on my YouTube channel and uh, then you guys can can get that link from us um, and hopefully enjoy a little bit of niche Bruce content. Yes. Yeah. Uh, most people who do this tour probably wouldn't uh, know what the heck I was talking about. No, that's perfect because you get the standard tour. You're going to get a little bonus, you know, featurette kind of. And I'm throwing it out there. If you take a screenshot, do a PDF of you buying the tour, um, and you email it to setlessingbruce at gmail.com, I will email, I will send you a, um, a hard setlessingbruce sticker to say thank you. Yeah. So uh, just kind of my little way to help support, um, also to get some engagement. Uh, so I don't have a mailing list, so you won't be getting a lot of email, you know, you won't be getting, you know, mail from me, but you will if you uh, email me the little voucher, uh, give me your mailing address and I will email you, I will send you out a Set Lessing Bruce sticker as a way of saying thank you for listening to the show and supporting Ian. Yeah, and when you, if uh, we'll, we'll give, I can give you the, the link at, right at the end of our chat, Jesse, and yeah. um, put it in the show notes as well. If you do go on there and book the tour, um, please use the voucher code BRUCE1 uh, right. when you book your tickets. Uh, and then our ticket agent can make sure that I get a list of everybody who's used that voucher code and we can make sure that you all get the extra little content that I'm doing for Good. you as well. So use the code Bruce once. So how much is the cost for uh, the uh, tour? The cost is £8, which includes the booking fee. That's, uh, okay. what's that these days? $11 maybe? Yeah. $10, so, $10, yeah. $10, $11. Something. So that's not much And it'll be about a 90-minute 90 90 tour, something like that. Um, it's going to be in the evening UK time. Um, so what I'm going to do, because I know that's uh, pretty uh, inconvenient for people over in the States, um, if you are unable to make the date, the live event, um, it will be available as a recording for 48 hours afterwards. Yeah, you um, know, um, Arlen Schumer. Everybody will get an email about that afterwards. Yeah. Um, just as soon as I can get that the recording uploaded and we get the email sent out, then you can. So that means, you know, if it's if you're working, if it's just not a convenient time of day, don't worry because you can go and watch the recording of it um, later that evening or whenever it's convenient. That's awesome. Yeah, a friend of the show, Arlen Schumer, has done several of these with either 
you know, he's done James Bond, uh, Bond, he's done Springsteen themes, and so the same thing, right? Like, he does it live, but then for X amount of time afterwards, it's available by video, so that way you can see it, so that's great. Well, I... Do we have anybody out there um, in the Settlest and Bruce community who's got interest in some of the other tours that, that we're doing as well? Obviously, uh, feel free. I don't have any Bruce-related content for those, but yeah. if you're interested, for example, in Tolkien, I have two tours, locations associated with Tolkien's life and work. Uh, and if you've ever seen the, uh, the TV show Peaky Blinders, which is uh, set in Birmingham, a very sort of popular show over recent years, we got a show, a, a tour about the real stories behind that one too. So they're the other kinds of things we're doing. It's about books, it's about TV, and in this case about music as well. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. And I stand by that. Anyone who books a tour, even the tip one, uh, if you send me the voucher, um, you know, I, I want to support this. And, I, you know, look. I've got a hundred set listing Bruce stickers and I bought them because I was going to go to shows and give to people and we know how that worked out. So, Hey, let's get these out there. Um, any final thoughts, Ian? Well, I firstly, just to say a huge thank you to you, Jesse, for inviting me back on the show. It's always great to catch up and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's like I keep saying, this community is a very precious thing always but especially in these covid times and uh, thank you to you for offering to have a little chat about this uh, the tours i'm doing to to give that support it is so much appreciated because you know with a with a one-man company you, you're very limited in terms of advertising budget and uh, so it's great if we can get the word out there and i really really hope that some of you guys from the community come on the, some of the tours and that you enjoy it and uh, that it gives you something else to do other than being in your own four walls as we, we sit out and wait for things to get better. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Yes, I am glad to do it. Uh, I did want to throw it out there. Um, any Set Lusting Bruce uh, listeners, uh, if you have a, a business that you want to promote, um, I do this free. I don't charge it. I don't Take a take, taste like you know Tony Soprano. Where's my taste? You know this is just I want to commute. Uh, you know my part of helping the set listing Bruce community. So reach out to me, Ian. I as always I love talking to you. Did you get to see Bruce do Land of Hope and Dreams on the inaugural? Oh yes, yeah. You know I swear Abraham Lincoln was tapping his foot at one stage. <laughs> I think so. I um I love the whole special. I thought the whole theme, uh, Bon Jovi doing "Here Comes the Sun" was pretty amazing. Um, I, you know, and all of them just uh, you know, the Foo Fighters I thought was really good. That's one of my favorite songs. because um, I would have, you know, I would have thought, well, nothing is gonna match Bruce, but uh, those two songs specifically, I enjoyed just as much as I did Bruce. The whole special was amazing. I think it was a great choice of artists, a great mix yeah. of artists, and great choices of material as well. It just fitted the mood and the, the circumstances perfectly. I did have this smite little when the when Tom Hanks said that um, 
the artists, the two country artists, I'm drawing a blank their names, were going to do Better Days. I went, what? And then I went, oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Am I going to get Land of Hope and Dreams and Better Days? Holy cow. And it's like, oh, okay. <sighs> Calm down, Jesse. So, uh, Ian, if someone – I'm going to include the show notes – but also, if someone wants to reach you directly via Twitter, how can they? Uh, okay, my um, personal Twitter is Ian Braisby, which is I-A-N-B-R-A-I-S-B-Y, Ian Braisby. And my um, business Twitter is I-A-B Tours. Okay, good. Very simple. Well, great. Uh, well, Ian, best of luck to you. Continued success. Uh, please stay safe. And, um, you know, um, I guess your garden's kind of pulled back right now, right, with being winter? It's uh, got snow on it today, yeah, but we have, we've had snow today. It has about, probably about three inches, four inches of snow. Oh, send me a photo. I'd love to see that. I bet it's beautiful. I will do that. Yeah, All right, good deal. All right, listeners, you stay safe. Stay warm if uh, where you are it is. I know a lot of snow hit uh, here in the U.S., here in Texas, it's just wet and rainy. Uh, so be safe. Uh, remember to social distance. Wash your hands. Wear an effing mask. Let's all be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. For now, thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Merry Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. Set Listing Bruce. Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 